0: Welcome to season three of Invested in Our New Reality, a podcast for business leaders and entrepreneurs who are embracing change and adapting to the new normal as the world navigates the second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic. My name is Siobhan Hassel-Mackintosh, a diversity and belonging lead at Shopify, as well as a member of the board of directors for Invest Ottawa. And I'm really glad to have you with us on this journey as we explore the challenges, opportunities, and innovations facing the Ottawa business community at this extraordinary point in history. Today, we're diving back into a topic we touched on in last week's show, which is Invest Ottawa's support of a program called Digital Main Street. It's a project funded in part by the Government of Canada through the Federal Economic Development Agency for Southern Ontario and its goal is to support entrepreneurs as they sell online and grow strong, resilient businesses. Today, we're talking to a popular local entrepreneur and award-winning chef, Risa Solomon St. Louis, who is the founder of Capital Fair Cafe and the Caribbean favorite, Bacchanal, and who is also one of the newly announced Digital Main Street Ambassadors. Risa, it is so great to talk to you. Welcome to Invested in Our New Reality.
1: Thank you so much for having me today, Siobhan. It's great to join you.
0: Awesome. So before we get into the questions, I am Grenadian and Jamaican, and I'm very familiar with the word and the term Bacchanal. Would you be open to giving us a little bit of insights into how you define the term Bacchanal and what it means?
1: Yes, of course. Well, Bacchanal has a couple of different meetings and in the Caribbean, especially, in um, Trinidad where my family originates from. Um, Bacchanal is usually meaning something a little bit exciting, salacious, um, uh, and really kind of like a secret, uh, a salacious secret that um, you know people are really dying to find out. So um, I've just kind of it re reabsorb that word into um, kind of describing my business and that it's something that's exciting, kind of like a hidden gem. And we actually also want people to feel that, experience that feeling of, um, you know, just something that they didn't have before and really enjoy it and immerse themselves in the spirit of the Caribbean, taste the Caribbean lifestyle when they get a taste of Bacchanal. And it's also um, because I know that it does have, I just often describe it as kind of like Um, When Canadians are in other countries and if they were to see a store that was, had the name A exclamation mark, they would wonder, is that a Canadian? So it's a little bit of an identifier and um, we're happy to share that with all of our audiences.
0: That's amazing. And thank you for that history lesson. Uh, And, you know, talk to us about your restaurants, you know, Capital Fair Cafe and Bacchanal. How have you been forced to pivot because of the pandemic specifically?
1: You know, I think that for us um, certainly the pandemic has been an an unexpected um, significant challenge that, you know, we've really done our best to try to ride out and um, develop further um, even during this challenging time of the pandemic. So we have two businesses. Capital Fair Cafe is a small cafe and it's located in an office building in the east end of Ottawa. Some really great people, we love, we you know we love operating the cafe on a daily basis that cafe had been around um, since late 2017 is when we started it bacchanal started a little bit before capital fair cafe but it was really more of a i would call it more of a part-time type of brand Um, we did catering we were in farmers markets sometimes on a regular basis sometimes on an infrequent basis um, we also did pop-up events, festivals. Last year was one of our crowning achievements. We got to be a part of Blues Fest for the first time and that was amazing to experience that. And uh, we had wonderful plans um, this year for taking charge of all of the festivals and really splurging ahead with um, forging ahead with Bacchanal in that on that front. But of course, everything changed when the pandemic was declared. And originally we thought, okay, what we'll do is we will go online and our customers can order from Capital Fair Cafe online. We'll set up our safe station so that people can pick up their orders quickly and um, move on. And um, we shut down all of the few tables that we had in our little cafe and we're going to be takeout only. And as we were putting up our notification of our new operations, we noticed our um, friendly neighbors across the hall, putting up a sign of their own, saying that they were going to be closing indefinitely um, because a lot of the um, professionals in our building, they are medical professional offices. And we quickly learned that day that many of the offices were either going to be shutting down indefinitely, or they were going to be operating uh, virtually with the physicians. And we, all of a sudden the occupancy in the building was probably at about 15%. And that 15% was not really doing too much other than kind of running back to their cars, um, you know, in, as they traversed in and out of um, their offices. So we took about um, 48 hours, um, potentially thinking that maybe we might need to shut down during this pandemic. But then I realized, you know, we're a small business, and if we don't figure something out, we're not going to really have a business to come back to. We're going to have to pivot, and that's how I came up with the idea of turning bacchanal into a takeout service. We had never done that before. Um, we had experiment, not experimented, but we did a little bit of Uber Eats traffic, but it wasn't really something that we did regularly previously. But we said, you know what, we're going to have to. Turn our business into a dinner service. I really think that that's where people are going to have the demand and have the need um, in terms of providing support for their meals. Because eventually, people are going to get tired of making dinner every night. Most a lot of people aren't aren't used to making three meals a day, um, and so that's what we did. Um, at first, we started off with. Um, with Uber Eats, then we start in terms of increasing our presence there. And then we were very fortunate to partner up with a local delivery service called Love Local Delivery. And that really helped to spiral us a bit into developing a whole new menu that we did for um, takeout. And eventually we ended up deciding to take a leap and register for, be one of the first ones to get in, to get back at farmer's markets Um, that were operating very differently in May um, compared to how they are right now. And essentially we put Capital Fair Cafe on pause and Bacchanal became our business focus. And in doing that, we had to completely develop a whole new website for Bacchanal Um, create things like delivery service options, pickup options, et cetera. We didn't have any of that in place before and we did our best. And, you know, we kind of maxed out what we were able to do on our own. I had a great team that was very flexible, the support of a tech savvy sister that um, helped me get to a certain stage. And I'm I'm tech savvy enough as well, but really um, it was becoming... Somewhat overwhelming. And um, we just didn't have the services in house. So I heard about shop here. And through shop here, I heard about DMS, and future proof. And I realized that this is an opportunity that we need to try and take a part of for back up.
0: Yeah, and I want to dig into that piece a little bit because, you know, every city is made up of neighborhoods that are filled with local businesses, just like yours, and those neighborhoods can be disproportionately affected by economic downturns like COVID. So, you know, let's dig in a little bit about like, how will Digital Main Street help small businesses stay sustainable during these times?
1: I think that digital Main Street can play a key role in helping small businesses to stay sustainable because in order to do that, um, as we look, for example, at Toronto, uh, small businesses for the most part are shut down unless they can do curbside delivery. It's very difficult to do curbside delivery if you don't also have an accompanying online presence and um, e-commerce option that would enable your customers to be able to purchase the products that they can then pick up at the curbside. You can no longer benefit from foot traffic. So it's really important to have a digital marketing strategy so that you can reach your audiences online so that people can know what your goods and services are online. It's so critical to be able to have that. And small businesses don't necessarily have the resources to build those types of tools even if they have the know-how they don't have the time because we're too busy trying to pivot and trying to stay afloat and having to stay on top of and and you can still actively carry out social media posts and presence and ads etc but it's not necessarily a strategic approach and these are some of the things that digital main street brings to the table expertise strategy tactics and providing some of the resources that the small businesses otherwise would not have the time to provide for themselves.
0: That's amazing. And, and I mean, it talks you are a digital Main Street ambassador. You've just agreed to become one. So let's take a little bit into why What made you want to become an ambassador for the DMS?
1: Well, I would say that from the first meeting, the initial kickoff meeting that I had with the DMS team, that's when it really dawned on me. I did not really understand the extent to which the the breadth of services that would potentially be available to me as a DMS client. And when we had our first kickoff meeting and we did a bit of a round table, so I would understand who was part of the team, copy editors, designer, project manager, UI, web development. I mean, the resources that were around the table. It was almost like having your own small agency. And of course, the digital Main Street services are free. This is not really something that many small businesses would be able to bite off uh, and get that that type of expertise. all, all within the time frame that we need to get it done in order to pivot. And once I realized that this is the gem that was being offered to us, I felt that many people needed to fight out about this and take advantage of it. And so that's why I decided to become a digital Main Street ambassador so that I could share it with my communities and my communities of interest. So farmers markets, black owned enterprises, local artisans, local producers, crafters. This is what my I made my mission in terms of trying to encourage as many of them as possible to take advantage of the program as soon as possible, because we all know these funds are not limitless.
0: That's a beautiful story. And, you know, around these themes of wanting to make sure that some of the programs and resources that were available to get businesses online in a timely manner that part of the motivation was extending those opportunities to people within your communities. So if I'm a person, I have a business, how can I become a part of the program? What are the steps that I would need to take to get involved and be able to access some of these amazing resources?
1: Well, depending on your community, there are a number of different agencies or partners that are um, delivering the digital main street program in Ottawa. Invest Ottawa is the partner of choice for delivering that. And you can go to the Invest Ottawa website or many of the ambassadors have a fairly um, visible presence online where they're promoting links so that um, potential clients of DMS can have a direct link to apply to the program. You can apply online and it's a very simple form. It just takes a couple of minutes to fill out And once you've um, filled out that form online, then you'll hear back from the Digital Main Street program around next steps and whether or not you're going to be considered for the program or if they have any questions. And I've had people ask me, are businesses that are home-based eligible? Yes, they are. Do you have to be a bricks and mortar business? No, you don't. So it's really quite broad in its application, quite inclusive. And um, from the smallest of businesses um, that require the support, they're
0: accepting them. Amazing. Thank you for giving that information, that context about how people can get involved and, again, reap the benefit of some of these amazing resources. I mean, you know, 2020, it has been a year. There have been a lot of learning lessons in the past nine months due to COVID, You know, there's been some good, there's been some bad. As a small business owner, what gives you hope as 2020 comes to close? You know,
1: I think 2020, I think for me, the biggest lesson has been about developing resilience and being flexible and listening to see what the trends are with respect to your client's needs, um, where the business is going, what are the different factors that are influencing you? And what gives me hope as a small business owner is I feel that I'm in a stronger position, having established a stronger foundation as a result of some of the new tools that I now have in my toolbox, some of the new partnerships um, and alliances that I have created and the resiliency that I now have in my business, because we have started that process of future proofing, we are having an eye on transformation, and we are trying to be ready to the changes. 2020 has taught me that um, nothing is promised, and you need to be ready to adapt for change. And I've accepted that, and I'm ready for it. Yeah, thank you for
0: sharing, for sharing some of those insights about the things that you've taken away out of 2020 around resiliency, around the ability to adapt. And, you know, as I talk to other entrepreneurs and we talk about the struggles and the challenges that this year has, you know, posed, especially small businesses, especially service-based businesses there is a lot of good things that came out of it. And some of those things you spoke to again, Risa, that they're going to continue to carry with them even if things kind of quote unquote, go back to the way they were before. So I appreciate you, you sharing some of those insights. And honestly, Risa, I've really enjoyed chatting with you today and learning more about the support that Digital Main Street is offering local businesses. Next time in Ottawa, you better believe I'm coming to experience some of this mackinac. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me, and it's been wonderful to be a part of the DMS program.
0: And thank you to our listeners for joining us for this conversation. We wouldn't be here without you. If you think of a friend, colleague, or fellow entrepreneur who might like the show, I hope you'll send them a link to our podcast. We'd love to reach as many people as possible with the inspiring stories of resilience and innovation that our guests share. For now though, I'm Siobhan Hassel-McIntosh. Stay strong, stay healthy, and stay safe.